Hey, it's Ty from Auto and Feed the Beast, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our bitshoot channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors if you uh, support our sponsor dream nutrition you can receive 10 percent off your order by using the promo code boondog10 at checkout so dream nutrition they're a veteran owned and operated company as well so please support them and receive 10 percent off using the promo code boondog10 thanks for your time and thanks for listening going on everybody it's bill bailey with today's boondoggle and a real quick housekeeping note if you're watching us on youtube or rumble or BitChute or odyssey please hit that follow and subscribe button and if you are listening to us on spotify or google apple or whatever podcast platform you use please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the ones i'm bringing you today we're talking with kyle from the band lydia can't breathe What's going on, man? How's it going, everybody? So, uh, usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get like a little bit of a quick background. So, do you remember originally what you wanted to be when you grew up? Uh, I wanted to be a pro athlete, actually. I always wanted to play baseball. I played baseball like uh, when I was like a little kid, you know what I mean? Like t-ball. And then ever since then, I just went for that. And then... Um, I actually broke my ankle like severely bad in like ninth grade during a, a baseball game. I was playing catcher and the guy slid into my leg and like my foot stayed on home plate and he like tore it off the tendon and shattered my ankle. It was oh. crazy. And then I was like, my like contribution was I was super fast. Like I was a decent player, but I was super fast. And then after that I was, nowhere near as fast you know what i mean it was always like uh you know what i mean my ankle still hurts every once in a while today and that was when i was like 16 you know what i mean so yeah yeah i bet man uh, i know like as i get older with a lot of my old injuries is like weather change i can tell the weather's changing before the weatherman tells me you know it's epic yeah it's totally epic and then uh, when was it that uh, like uh, music came into your life and what was some always, of the early influences? 
Uh, I've been playing since I was like 12. Um, my friend down the street, like we used to hang out, you know what I mean? Like we'd smoke weed and like hang out in the woods and stuff. And he always brung the guitar. And then the people, uh, like the girls and stuff would always be like, oh, that's cool. He brings his acoustic guitar. And I was like, oh, man, I should, you know what I mean? I want the chicks <laughs> to think I'm cool. So I had my mom buy me an acoustic guitar, um, started learning off of like Nirvana, um, Blink-182, stuff like that. Um, You know, just like easy little riffs. Um, And I always stayed with it, even when I was playing sports. Um, But like after I broke my ankle, it was like I sat, I remember I was injured for like four or six months. I just played a bunch and then once I realized, like, yo, I'm probably not going to be able to play ball like the way I used to. I was like, I'm just going to push for being a musician. So I've been trying, I've been playing, like, and pushing, you know, to get a band started and everything since I was, like, I want to say, like, 13, 14 or something like that. Um, and I didn't get uh, started until we were probably, like, 18, like, an actual, you know, band or like you know everybody's like showing up or whatever so yeah you know i and i uh forgot what what city you you grew up in when i was uh doing my my notes or whatever but what was the uh the scene like where you grew up uh i'm from bavard county um i actually still live there um it was way better back in the day i'd have to say um we have created a scene here And I also do audio, like I own an audio company. So I set up a bunch of like uh, places where bands could play and try to bring, you know, the scene back here as much as possible. Like uh, I work with some of the promoters and stuff and like, you know, have them bring bands through or, you know what I mean? Try to, you know, liven up the scene around here as much as possible. Yeah. And where, where's that again? Uh, Brevard, Florida. It's uh, Melbourne, Florida, but uh, the county's Brevard. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Gotcha. And then like when you were like first getting involved in music and hitting shows, like who were some of the, the bands you were following locally? Uh, they had this band that was like uh, such as life. <laughs> it was like the coolest band name ever. And they were like super heavy, like Slipknot kind of, you know what I mean? And I would go out to their shows. Um, they were the originals. And then they had uh, like unconscious regret. But then they were bringing in bands like, uh, I'm trying to think. They were bringing in like old bands that were like underground but big. They had like, uh, I can't remember the name, Title something. And then they had like the guy from uh, Rob Zombie's like guitar player Riggs has a band. I can't Riggs, remember. Yeah. yeah, Riggs had a band. They came through and played. Um and they were bringing in the bands like that then. And I would just like go out, you know what I mean? I thought it was like super cool. And they had a church. It was called the Tabernacle. And they would have yeah. uh, all the bands come through there. They actually had uh, uh, Poison the Well. You remember Poison the Well? Yeah, yeah. they come through there. There'd be like four or 500 kids at this church. Just like no real stage. Like, you know what I mean? It was like the, the come up when they were like uh, getting bigger shadows fall i think play the tabernacle like all these crazy bands like you know what i mean now you're like what they played that church with like the you know those stages like a foot big or whatever like and it's like super small and it was just so hot in there but you went you know what i mean but you hung outside 90 percent of the time because it was so hot it was crazy (laughs) nice and then when was it that uh you started putting uh like uh lydia can't breathe came together for you guys me and the original drummer used to go to uh we both were crazy and we both got expelled from school so we basically um we had to go to the alternative school and you actually it's crazy because you get out early there you know what i mean so every day we would just go practice like we would go to his house and we would basically you know what i mean just practice he had the drum kit and his dad's like an old bass player guy and he would just be like yeah, man, you guys could just jam out as much as you want. And we would go, I swear to you, like every day because we wanted it so bad. 
And uh, it was funny because we'd play the same like two or three songs that we wrote because we weren't, you know, that good yet. And his dad would just be like, dude, you guys play that song like 40 times. Like, I think you got it. Like, you should play something <laughs> different, dude. Like, you know what I mean? But uh, Nick Mercadante was that dude's name. Um, and like, literally, that was like, I we would even skip school sometimes. Like, and his dad would be at work and we would go to his house and we would practice like for like eight hours. We would just go every day. And whenever the teachers would get like mad or whatever, we'd be like, dude, we're just going to be famous anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's all good. I play guitar every day. And they'd be like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I go, this is what I'm going to do forever. So, you know what I mean? This is That's why it's better for me to go home and play the guitar than to come to school again today. And my the teachers were cool, so you know what I mean. Yeah, that's funny. And then, um, like, what was the inspiration behind the the name? Uh, Beetlejuice. Have you ever seen the movie Beetlejuice? Yeah, Winona okay. Ryder, yeah. Winona Ryder's character is named Lydia in it. So, and she's like the outcast of society, and uh, it's so crazy because like we were. I was hanging out with my guitar player, this kid, Dan, he's like the original guitar player. And uh, we had actually eaten like, we we're like, okay, we have a show this week. And we were called the fat Dan mafia. Cause he was like a chunkier kid. And uh, <laughs> it, like, it was just like, that was like the name we came up with. And we we're like, dude, we got to change the name. He's like, I don't even, I don't even want to be the fat Dan mafia anymore. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so we had a week to think of the band name before our first show. Um, and we literally, uh, like just like went to his house and we're like, okay, we're going to watch a bunch of movies. You know what I mean? We're going to watch a bunch of movies and then we're going to basically, um, just try to think of the band name. And then I get there and he had like a bunch of mushrooms, like, you know, psychedelic mushrooms. And so we end up eating them. And then he's like freaking out. Like, you know what I mean? And we're watching the beginning of Beetlejuice. And if you've seen it, it's like the little houses. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of model houses. You know what I mean? Here, you want me to go in? Cause that lawnmower, I can go back over here. Is that too loud in the back or no? I can't really hear it too much. Okay. Yeah. So basically uh, we're sitting there and he's like, I can't breathe, man. This, this is freaking me out, bro. And I was like, no, dude. <laughs> I was like, Lydia can't breathe. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, she's the outcast of society. Like, I'm all like, you know, totally like mangled out of my mind. And then <laughs> no one has it on the internet. Like, if you type it in, like, it literally comes comes up. Like, that's the only thing that comes up. Like, you know what I mean? So we just kind of kept it for the, the search yeah. engine. You know what I mean? So Yeah. No, that... Those are the, it was like you went on a vision quest or something. Yeah, you know? for sure. And, and it was delivered to you. And because it's so hard to find band names, it seems like everything's taken, you know, but then there you guys were and nothing was, nothing came up. <laughs> That's great. We went deep. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. The spirit world to pull that one out. Spirit world. <laughs> Dude, I love it. That's so funny. You're talking about our young guns, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey, they can't see us, right? No, man, we're in the spirit world. <laughs> you see the size of that chicken? <laughs> That's a great movie, dude. That's such a Oh, yeah, movie. me and my buddies growing up, uh, I mean, we we'd mess around and, and tried starting a garage band too, uh, uh, ironically enough, but that was our movie. We'd always quote that that scene, you know. <laughs> dude, it's such funny. a good movie. They're all like out in the desert and this is so ridiculous. Yeah. And then, uh, so you guys, you know, come up with the name. You start, uh, when did you start like playing out? We played that next week. Cause that's why we did that. We were like, yo, we have to have a name next week. And this punk band, it was like an older guy that worked with Dan. They had another punk band jump off the show and we were kind of heavier but we had like some punk aspects to us back then. So the guy was like, Hey man, you guys can play. Uh, you just got to play last. Like, you know what I mean? And we were like, yeah, we don't care. So dude, we brought out so many people because we were like 20, you know what I mean? Like we knew 
we all just graduated. We're still hanging out every day. So like the two punk bands play and there's like, you know, 20, maybe 30 people. And then we went and played and then there was like a hundred people. Like it was like crazy. And like all my friends were like moshing because they were like, oh, dude, it's your first show. We're going to go crazy. And then one of my (laughs) friends like ended up like elbowing another friend in the head and like splitting his head open. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? They're not going to like let us play here again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it was all good. And I was at the the Hustler. It was an old bar that was called the Hustler around here. It was in a uh, Satellite Beach, Florida. Uh, and it wasn't a strip club either, huh? No, that's what's funny. No, you would think it is, yeah, but no. And then, uh, so you guys have that that first show. You get a taste of it, and then, uh, like, you know, uh, what what when was like uh, writing? When did you guys get serious about like you know? Uh, writing and trying to get signed and stuff uh i mean basically that first year um we knew a guy around here um he has like a you know a studio where you can practice at um but he also recorded but we had never recorded there we just always went up there to practice and then uh his name was brandon paredes um studio 101 he still does like video and editing and all that he's worked with like uh dave pastorius he actually did the Robert Trujillo um, movie. Did you ever see the movie that Robert Trujillo? It was a uh, about uh-uh. Jocko. It was about Jocko Pastorius. No, but, but Robert Trujillo is the one that like uh, got it all together or something. I don't know. And um, Dave is his nephew, and Brandon did the you know the sound score or whatever you call it for the movie there. So those are like you know some of the things he had done. So we're like, oh yeah. And he had a, um, I, I forget what it's called. I think uh, he was like A&R for like a subsidiary of Sony or something like that. So he would always, uh, you know, submit people too. And we knew that. So we're like, oh, we're going to record with Brandon. Um, we had like four songs, you know what I mean? And we're like, okay, we'll get four songs done. Um, we recorded that with him. And then we basically you know, tried to shop it. Nothing happened. Uh, we recorded like, I want to say like 10 more songs, like a year later. And then he tried to shop it, um, to, a, uh, another label that was under there. And it was like, uh, kind of like a rap label. And it was so weird. Cause we get signed. They tell us, you know, we're going to do all this stuff. We're going to be touring Europe, like all this crazy stuff. And then we go and, Basically, uh, we go up to Atlanta. I bought a van, like just to go to Atlanta to play. Like, no joke. I bought a van and trailer. Like, I'm like, we're going to Atlanta. We're going to meet the record people. And I was like, we got to show up there. And I was like, we got to show them that we mean business. Like, you know what I mean? And we get up there and it's a rap show. And there's no place for us to play. And they want us to be the backing band to a rapper. Like, and that's why they had signed us, but didn't tell us that. It was so crazy. Oh, man. Like, oh, that, that had to be deflating. <laughs> Dude, I was so, I've never been so pissed in my life. Like, I was like, what? Like, you what do bought you the van, you loaded it up like pros, you drove yeah. up there just so was- you can be, be backtracks, huh? Dude, and yeah. And then we basically get there, and there, the lady that had signed us didn't know what was going on. So she tells us like she got us hotels and like all this stuff. We get there. It's like one crappy hotel that seven of us had to sleep in. You know what I mean? Like I remember Brandon came with us cause like he knew the people, you know what I mean? And he was yeah. sleeping in like a, a recliner with like his feet up, you know what I mean? And then I was like, dude, whatever I'm getting the bed. This is bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is like so ridiculous, but I basically um, got us out of that deal. I was like, yo, you got to, you got to get us out of this deal. Like we're not doing this, like no matter what, like there's no way. And I was young and there was no amount of like money or persuasion that was like going to make me want to play for the backing band of a rapper. Not because I wouldn't do it, but because that's not what like I signed up to do. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, uh, 
you get that you have that experience already like a you know red flag with the music industry oh my god and then i was just like no way i'm never signing a contract again it was crazy and and yeah so then what what um you know what what did you guys do with that experience to to start building your name to actually get signed and recognized as lydia can't breathe then as your own band and not a rapper backup band. well basically uh we came back home and then my one guitar player he was the lead guitar player um he's probably still the best guitar player i've ever had he quit like he quit the whole industry he was like this is crazy he's like i cannot oh, yeah. believe yeah that we just drove up there so like like you said it deflated the whole team man like you know what i mean and i was just like i'm kind of like you know like a like I get angry or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Instead of like being like bummed out about it. So I just took that and I was like, whatever, bro. And I actually became the lead guitar player or like we moved the other guitar player to play most of the leads. And then I stepped in and played like rhythm slash leads when we needed it. Um, Cause I had always played, but at that point I was just singing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I started so that playing. That was your fuel to make it happen. Yeah, I was like, whatever, man. If he's going to quit, I was like, give me a chance, guys. And the whole band was like, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know if you can do it. Like, you can play or you can sing, but can you do both? And I was like, yeah, I got this. You know what I mean? So I, I literally locked myself in the room for like seven hours a day for like a week because I knew we had practice the following Monday. And I wanted to just come in and destroy it so they couldn't. Like, no one had any doubt. No one wanted to quit. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, I got to come in and I got to destroy it. So I came in and I played like the songs like 90% and sang over them. You know what I mean? And they all looked at me and they're like, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? And then basically from there, we just kept punching. Um, a lot of it has been DIY. You know what I mean? Like uh, after that, uh, we worked with um, like recently we've worked with like bigger producers and stuff like that. But we usually have been just flipping the bill off of our touring, um, you know, and then like our uh, basically all the money we're getting off streaming and everything. And then that way we don't have to, you know what I mean, basically pay anybody any percentage. Uh, so we've been DIY for a while. Uh, the last songs, like uh, if you've seen Killers that we just dropped, like that's DIY. Yeah. Um, the last yeah, one. I- yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that one because, uh, you know, I watched that video and it was very well done. And I mean, to hear DIY, too, it's like, you know, that's uh, I mean, uh, what was well, first, what was like the inspiration for that that song? Uh, it's basically like a hitman. Uh, the song itself is uh, it's about like someone who didn't pay their debt you know, to the, like a mafia or like a cartel or something like that. And now the hitman's basically coming to get them for not paying their debt. You know what I mean? And that's like the aspect of the song. And that's why we did like the, you know, the planes and like the skydiving. It's like a guy basically on his mission to go to this house to go, you know, execute everybody because somebody in the family, you know, owes money to the cartel. It's kind of like a darker song. Like we don't yeah. do that, you know what I mean? As much like a lot of that we have, you know, all kinds of songs, but that was this, the, the stem of that, how it started for sure. And, and like, you know, uh, talk about the music video, like you say with that being DIY, I mean, it looks like a, a, you know, big budget production or something though, you know, especially to get hooked up with, uh, you know, the, the actual, like, uh, you know, skydiving scene and uh, to get on the airport and, and in that and you know set up and play and all that like how did that all come together for you and how'd you keep that within a budget of a diy band so basically uh my buddy marlon sorrentino he's a caskey's manager um i don't know if you know caskey but he's like a rapper he's on tour with like yellow wolf right now oh okay um, i know yellow he, wolf he's a, he edits like uh video and stuff and we started with him and we've been doing uh, the videos um, with him and Brandon that I told you about. Um, I want to say Sheep was like three years ago. And uh, it was kind of the same thing. We kept hiring video people and stuff like that. And then they just wouldn't produce what we wanted for the cost. You know what I mean? 
And Marlon was like, dude, I edit stuff all the time. He's a music producer. He makes beats. And he was like, I've seen the program, dude. He's like, I think I can do it. You know what I mean? So we would rent the cameras. You can rent the cameras for like a day, like the high-end cameras. You can get like all the equipment you need for like maybe like a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? And then, so we rent all the stuff, film the video, um, and then Marlon would edit it. But for this one, once we started doing that a little bit, we were like, hey, we're not really hitting what we need to hit. I think it's because we need like better cameras or someone who knows how to operate the cameras better. And Marlon, you could still edit it. Like, you know what I mean? So then we hired a company, uh, uh, Cal uh, Visuals, and we basically worked out our budget with them to where all they had to do was come and shoot. They didn't have to do anything else. And with getting them and the cameras, it wasn't much more than just renting the camera. And it took it up a notch. Like if you've seen a sick now or the video at the airport or, you know, any of the last five videos, they've all been done that, that way. Um, And they get the airport. My buddies like skydives every weekend. So he's good friends with the guy at the airport. And the guy was basically like, yeah, you guys can just come film. You got to just come super early before anyone else has to get here. And we got the facility for free, dude. He let us do nice. all that all that for free. And then my buddy uh, that skydives was like, yo, bro, um, he always does it if you go to his, like, you know, his uh, Instagram and stuff like that. He's like, dude, I could do the, you know, the skydive scene for you. It'd be epic. He's like, I could, like, kill somebody in the air. Like, you know what I mean? And we're <laughs> like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, we're like, we'll just have you jump out the plane. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> That's how I got him to do that. And he was cool. He was like, I'll do it. Just pay for my jumps. Cause I, you know, they have to pay to jump out of the plane. So yeah. dude, that video is under 10, 10 grand. You know what I mean? Like, wow. you know, yeah. And they, and it looks like a $20,000 production from like LA or something. Yeah, so, it does. Totally. Yeah. You know, very, uh, I mean, it's great. Like what they can do now with, I mean, even iPhones can make like almost a decent looking, uh, yeah, you that know, last scene in it, days. that last scene in it, you know, where I, I have the gun like coming up to the house that was yeah. filmed on an iPhone. That's the only scene. But we had to do that a day later and you have to pay the guy like his whole fee, whether he comes out for like, you know what I mean? If he's coming out like and he and he's driving to come do it, you're paying like a couple grand or something. So we we're like, dude, yeah. we have to do that scene with like a different, you know, film like we have to film it differently. So basically, yeah, he basically, we filmed that last scene at one of my other friend's houses the day after, and uh, we did it with an iPhone. And then, nice. yeah, so crazy. Yeah, it's like seamless. It goes together. So really, like I've got, a, a, there's a local band here in Cleveland called Frail, and they they do their own uh, videos and editing. And just, I mean, same thing. Looks like a big Hollywood production, and they bought their own equipment. Like, uh, yeah. I think it's call like black magic photography or something yep. like that yeah you know, or cameras or whatever and they're yeah affordable and like but quality work you know you just got to know how to get the shots is what i i've come down to is like if you can get the shots and you have someone that can tie it all together with the editing like you really can keep the budget low on them you know what i mean you you really can and if you just do like something where you get a warehouse or something like that. And you just have the guy come out for a day. You can keep it under five grand. If you don't do like, you know, storyline or we had him show up at 5 AM for that. Cause we had to be done filming by noon. You know what I mean? Cause that, that was the, the plane uh, jump Florida was uh, what it was, where it was from. It's called a uh, jump Florida. It's in Lake Wales. So it was like a three hour drive. So we went there the night before and stayed in a hotel because we're like, dude, we're not waking up at one to drive yeah. over there to be there at five and then yeah. shot it. And yeah, I was so stoked on it. The shots turned out so good. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. They came out real good. And then, um, damn, why am I drawing a blank? And the, the, there's that other music video of yours I watched. Please be over or something. Oh, yeah. That's the last one. We set a car on fire for that yeah. one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, that came out really well, too. You know, I don't know if you use the same people or. Yeah, same people. That's the last one that Marlon actually edited that one. But Cal edited. Uh, we paid Cal a little extra to edit this one because Marlon was going on tour with Caskey. So he didn't really have time to do it. So we did pay. Cal did the plane video. Marlon did Please Be Over. Um and we got the car for that. My buddies, it's funny because it's like an ex-girlfriend song. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. His girl gave us the car before they broke up. And we had it sitting at my guitar player's house for like, I want to say like six months. And his chick was tripping on us. She's like, get this bullshit ass car out of my, my, you know what I mean? Like, just get it out of here. Like, I can't, yeah. it's been here forever. Are you going to shoot the video or not? So we shot that at... Uh, her mom's house, which is out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and her mom was like, yo, like just, if the cops come, I'm just going to tell them that like, you guys did this and I didn't tell you you could do this. Like, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, we, yeah. Tr we tried to get permission. Like, and the cops were just like, what are you talking about? No, like you can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so we basically dumped a mosquito, you know, the mosquito stuff or whatever. Citronella yeah, or whatever. Citrulline, yeah, yeah, dude. So we set that on fire and it went crazy. And we were like freaking out. It was the hottest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Cause we were like waiting for the gas it. tank to go next. Yeah. Dude, no, we cut it all out. I knew all that. I researched all that myself. So okay, good. <laughs> I, I cut out the gas. I cut out all that. Um, I looked it up. You're supposed to take out anything that has any type of fluids. You know what I mean? So we gutted it. And then I, I just towed it there. Um, I got, you know, one of those U-Hauls where they, you know, you put the wheels in the front or whatever. Um, and I towed it to her house and then we just dropped it there. Um, and then she actually, the mom was so cool. She's the one who got it like uh, totaled. She knew like a mechanic guy that could, you know, total it when it was done. So nice. it was epic. Yeah. And she had that big garage where we shot the performance scene. Like it's like a, she has like five acre property and there's like a, uh that garage was in the corner and she's like yeah whatever and she had to take out like i think she had like hundred and fifty thousand dollar like corvette in there that sits in there and she had to like pull it out you know what i mean so we could play in there and i'm just yeah. like are you sure like i feel bad even asking like and she's like nah it's cool you know what i mean so nice nice people are laid back down in florida <laughs> uh yeah people are a little wild down here for sure <laughs> And then, uh, you know, so like uh, watching that video and watching the storyline and stuff, but it's like, you know, the plot, like, okay, so so this chick gets away with arson and, and, and murder pretty much? or <laughs> Yeah, basically. So what happens, though, is like she, uh, uh, the basic uh, scene is like, okay, she basically, they broke up. She didn't know that he was drunk in his car and she just wanted to set his car on fire. But she didn't yeah. know he was in it. And then she doesn't get caught, but she has to live with that guilt. You know what I mean? For the rest of her life, basically. So that was yeah. the, as yeah, the aspect of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I, I was just like, okay, maybe she doesn't know he's in there. But, like, when they figure it out, like, come on. Like, how, you know. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm an overthinker, overanalyzing. I mean, hey, it's a, it's a music, music video. video. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, damn it, they get away with everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then, you know, so then, of course, I started going, you know, down the the uh, the Lydia Can't Breathe rabbit hole on videos. And, you know, uh, a personal favorite had to be, like, very old school uh, edibles. Oh, nice. Yeah, Brandon made that. Yeah, that's so funny. Dude, and you know what's funny is we used actual uh, actual bud. Like we used bud for that. Like I was like, I'm always about like keeping it 100. And I was like, dude, if we do it, we got to do like, you know, the opening scene where it says like uh, edibles or whatever we did. Yeah. And we went and like real nugs. Bud. Yeah. We <laughs> bought real nugs. We were like, no, dude, we got to do this real dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So that was like, I would say some of your earlier work. Yeah. That was a lot heavier too. We were, we were a little bit, uh, that's all recorded with Brandon uh, up at Studio 101 for sure. And he actually made that video. I remember because he's not like a smoker or nothing. And we showed up at his studio 
and uh, him and his buddy were sitting there and we're like, yeah, bro. Like, uh, here you go. And the guy was like, dude, is this real? And I was like, yeah. I was like, you, I was like, I told you we were going to do real stuff. I was like, you got to make the movie. So they did all their, <laughs> you know, claymation stuff. Um, basically on it but like it was so funny because these two dudes are like what do you mean you just brought real real pot to the studio like we have to you know make the video out of it and i was like that's how it goes man i was like we got to keep it 100 when when, what year was this when that came out oh man i want to say 2019 or no no 2017 because it was before covid okay so but it this was like uh I mean, I forget what's Florida. Is it is it legal or is it medical? It, it was not. It was not legal back then, for sure. Okay. Yeah, but now it's it, it is it is recreational. I have my med card. You know what I mean? You, you it's not rec, but it's medical. You know what I mean? I okay. got a lot. Yeah, I got that's a lot what of Ohio is. Yeah, I got a lot of anxiety. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 I struggle with PTSD and anxiety from my time in the military. So I get a, you know. I got, I got a card too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. It kind of reminded me of like, you remember the band Murphy's law? I New do. They played around here a bunch actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just the claymation and the way that was done reminded me of their one. Uh, I forget what the name of the, uh, CD was now the album, but, uh, it just reminded me a lot of that. And I was like, Oh, it'd be a cool combo right there. Yeah. They've actually used to play around here a bunch. Like in the in the area, like our downtown Melbourne area. Nice. And then, uh, so like, what's uh, what's the plans now? With I mean, you you you've released these new videos. Uh, is there? I I forgot. Was there an album out now, or is or no? Is it's been all way? singles. We're probably gonna drop an album. We're about to go start recording again, but we do have like six songs already um, recorded. You know what I mean? And we just haven't dropped them yet. And we were thinking about maybe just dropping them all and, you know, being like, okay, that's the album. Um, and then basically we will, we're already going to start recording again, like in the next like month or something. So we'll have even more new material. We're trying to just consistently drop something like every two, three months at the minimum. Cause it's hard to compete nowadays. You know what I mean? You gotta have like steady, um, just like stuff on social media and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. That's, that's, that's where I, I, I suck at my social media presence. Dude, I, I trust me. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. It drives me crazy. Dude, I'm a 50 year old man. This is all like new to me. I do this for fun, you know, but it's like, you know, a lot of the, you know, Shauna's awesome. I love Shauna to death. She's always willing to work with me. Cause I always have fun with, with her artists and stuff like that. But a lot of the other ones are like, ah, you don't got, you know, you don't got the streams we're looking for. You don't got the reach or whatever, you know, because I'm not doing a lot of social media. I'm talking to my daughters. I'm like, all right, how, help me build this up. What's what, what's things I need to do to get more, you know? It's so crazy. The only thing I could say is if like some of the stuff that I've done and I still suck at social media is I'll watch like uh, YouTube videos or something like that. You can actually type in stuff to like help bring up your presence and it will tell you stuff. But then what's crazy is it changes every freaking two weeks. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. one week you, it's like, Hey, if you just post every day, uh, you'll start having, you know, an algorithm traffic. And then the next week it's like, Oh, don't post so much. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's epic, dude. I definitely hate social well, media for sure. Yeah. I've had like, uh, where it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not like a narcissist and think that, that I'm that self-important to be like recording me, like walking through the, you know, going to what I'm eating and stuff like that. But it's like, you almost gotta like put stuff out every day. But at the same time, it's like when I was put out certain interviews, like, especially after, you know, like during COVID, man, it was just like, if we talked, if we asked any questions and talked about anything that wasn't part of the narrative going around, my shit got taken down. You know, and then that hurt me because now I'm like shadow banned. I feel like on yeah, certain areas, it's crazy. It's crazy. What you would just say stuff about COVID or something like that, and then they would like trip about it or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had like doctors and stuff on. You know, I mean, yeah. it's and, and and you know they're given like their medical opinion, and I'm they're licensed. I'm not, but 
You know, yeah, I don't know. Being it's true. Weird. Yeah, they were being true probably, and a lot of these people don't want yep. the truth out there. Yeah, and and yeah, and it was just like okay, and then my buddy's like, "You got to quit doing the conspiracy stuff," and I'm like, "I'm not really. We're just asking questions, and I'm talking to professionals. I think people need to know some of this stuff, but like, just stick with you know bands and whatever." And I'm like, "I don't know, dude. Like my my bit my." My most viewed video was I interviewed Flat Earth Dave. I don't know if you heard of Flat Earth Dave, but he's trying to sell me on the Earth's flat and all this stuff. And I'm that's like, that's great, right, though. Cool. It's I, probably so funny. Yeah. yeah like, I let him do his PowerPoint and presentation and, you know, and, and I listened to what he had to say. And it was like we had an engaging conversation, you know, and it was cool. And, and like people, that's up in the thousands, you know, but I've had like Matt Pinfield and, you know, a bunch of other names in the industry that hardly get as much as flat earth Dave did. So yeah. it's like, I gotta, you know, I got to gear towards whatever's getting me. I, yeah. I would say interview whoever you can, bro. And just, you know, yeah, I'm just building yeah. content up. I mean, I yeah. my you know, the, the bread and butter or whatever, I guess you call it is because I used to be a music promoter and I'm been involved in music for years. So that's why I got these connections with the labels and the PR people is introducing musicians like yourself or, you know, interviewing yeah you know, you guys and stuff, but Sean you know, I like to mix it up, man. It's like, yeah. you know, have fun. You know, it's your show. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? You can't tell Yeah. Me I mean, this is more like therapy for me, man, yeah. you know, <laughs> but uh, like, so, all right. So you guys have, uh, you know, you're, you're putting out new, new material, getting the streams going and stuff. Any talk on uh, hitting the road again soon? You got any tours? Yeah. Planned? Yeah, we're going to be hitting the road. We got a couple shows in January. Um, they're not completely locked in, so I can't say, like, who they're with. Um, but we're just doing, like, a four-day run in January, um, and then we'll be doing tours next year for sure. We kind of took okay. it easy this year. Um, we were more worried about getting a bunch of content out, so that way when we go back out. Uh, yeah, we you have, have stuff for everybody. Yeah, yeah, more of a presence, too. It's a lot yeah. easier to get on the bigger tours. Um we did get the bucket list. I got to play with Slipknot this year. That was sick. We played Rockfest with Slipknot. So nice. That was sick. Yeah, I was so stoked on that. Um, like, I've heard, I mean, you know, I, when when I got the email, it's like, yeah, I've heard your name before. Now, have you guys ever played the Cleveland area, Ohio? Yeah, I played, uh, I toured with Mushroomhead uh, in 2013. That's why. Yeah, you probably seen us play back then, man. Okay, that's why yeah. I was just like, all right, I know this band. I'm like, I yeah. know I know them because, like, yeah. Yeah, the mushroom head guys are those are my dudes, man. I've like been friends with well, I mean, it's been multiple member changes. Dude, stuff, it's so but, many, it's not the same as like, yeah, when I played with them, I don't think it's the same people. For no, sure. it's not. And that's kind of a bummer because it's like I was running with them in ninety five and those guys are like, you know, me and and skinny and and Jeffrey Nothing, like we had kids around the same time frame. So we would be going to each other's kids, baby showers and birthday parties nice. and stuff like that. And then, you know, so it's like, you know, it was more like a family type, you know, friend. I've been friends with those guys for years. And then, you know, then the business stuff happens and you're like torn, like, I don't want to pick a side. I don't want to, you know, why is this yeah. even happening? This is, this is dumb, but whatever. They're still doing their thing with, you know, I mean, I, I saw the current, ideation or whatever if that's the right word of, of them uh at incarceration this year and they got the these young guys that i you know like watched I, I used to book in other bands growing up in the music scene so i'm happy to see them getting their opportunity you know under the mass doing the doing the songs but you always want to see like everybody create their own stuff and not just like you know covering the older guys stuff or whatever. I yeah, don't know. for sure. They haven't got to that point yet. I don't think, you know what I mean? There's no, it's like, as soon as somebody starts getting comfortable, it seems like they're gone and it's like, yeah. all right, here we go again. Yeah. You know? so, sure. I don't know. I try and stay out of that. I'm already talking too much shit and probably. <laughs> you know, but uh, I still got to get him on here too, but, um, but yeah, it's nothing but love, man. I mean, it was just like, like that was my thing growing up around here. And they, they were part of when I started first, like promoting bands and music. I mean, they, they had a side project 216 that used to play here and uh, they played when I got shipped off to the military, a going away party for me. And then they played when I, you know, came home and stuff. Nice. So, you know, I got nothing but love for all of them. It sucks how things went, but 
they I try not to, like I said, get involved and pick a side. It's like a marriage. It's so weird. You never know what happened. Yeah. Know? It's like, am I going to get the weekend with this parent or, you know, who, who am I get? Who am I allowed to see? You know, there's like a custody battle. It's just like, dude, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be everybody's friend, but trying whatever. to be loyal. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But, uh, but that's cool. Yeah. I thought the, the name, I, I, I knew the name when I seen it in the, in the email. That's why I was like, all right, Shauna. Yeah. I want to talk to these guys, but I didn't know what for, and I'm glad we, we just kind of figured that out. What, so let's talk about that time. That was, uh, that was obviously before COVID too, but what was that? Yeah. Uh, what was your relationship with and experience with going on the road with those guys? Um, I mean, my one booking agent linked us up with them, and then I became really good friends with Tom, the old keyboard uh, player. Yeah, Schmatz. Yeah, yeah, Schmatz. And Schmatz hit. They had some band cancel like a forty-day tour, so Schmatz hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, bro, you guys did those couple of shows with us. You guys are cool. Um, if you guys want to come out again, you know, you guys can come out." And I was like, "Oh, hell yeah!" Because we were doing that was the first major tour like we had ever done. Like we did like four shows with them and that's how we met them but we played like the whole entire u.s that time you know what yeah. I mean? and i i remember it was like 26 days in a row or something and i had never like saying that many days in a row so i was like freaking out like when i seen the schedule i was like am i gonna even be able to fucking do this like you know what i mean am i gonna be able to like sing every night and not like disappoint everybody um and i ended up I remember on the 26th day, we ended up like we were in Vegas or something. It was like the last day. And like I had done it. You know what I mean? And I was like, hell yeah. And then we just went out and partied in Vegas with Mushroom Red. It was crazy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So Schmatz was still in the band then. I'm taking J-Man and, and Jeff were still. J-Man wasn't the first tour we did with them, actually. And then J-Man came back. You remember how he came back or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So you were yeah. with Waylon then, too. Yep. Huh? Waylon. And I, okay. I knew Waylon. I know Waylon pretty good. Um, he's yeah, he's doing a, really good with his yeah. new project. Killer's, Killer's Confession. Confession. He's totally sober. He's like a different person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm proud of him, man. I, Hell you yeah. Know, when he first came to uh, Cleveland, I was like one of his harshest critics when he first joined the band, you know. But it was like it, it helped. He tells me to this day it helped him step up his game. And, and we ended up becoming good friends. And I, you know, helped that dude out quite a bit when uh when he when he left the band you know getting him a, a a jobby job for a little bit and uh you know and we've been friends since i'm I, i'm 14 years sober myself so i uh you know proud of him for being able to you know yeah stay focused because he's getting it done now you know yeah and he's still out there around the bullshit so you know he really wants to do good you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah that's cool man that's cool so uh they had to be. I'm. Do you remember what year was that again? Did you say? I want to say it was 2013, man. I want to say it was like 2013. That was like our first major tour, and then okay. after that, we started touring with like all those bands, like the old, like, uh, you know, like when the rock was still big type bands. I remember. Uh, uh, what did we? Who did we tour with? Uh, Head P. Dope. Like the agents that we were working with, like had all those tours. And they would oh, just nice. call us if we, you know, if we wanted to do them, we could. Um, and then we did those and then we gained so much clout that we could actually tour by ourselves. Maybe not, you know, like as big of clubs, but we could tour and get guarantees. So we, we stayed, you know what I mean? Touring, like we would do like, I want to say like our goal was to do a minimum of a hundred shows a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then COVID, COVID hit. Um and then it just shut everything down for two years. You know what I mean? It was like crazy. It was like we kept like getting tours booked. We were supposed to go out with Seven Dust. And then we got kicked off the tour because we didn't have the vaccination. Um, and they didn't tell us like until we were, you know what I mean, supposed to go or something like that. And then they were just like, you guys didn't get vaxxed. They were like, everybody got vaxxed. And we're like, no one told us, like, you know, I was supposed to get vaxxed. Like, you know, Dude, I'm I mean? down here with DeSantis. Screw that. Yeah. Boy. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then they were basically like, okay, you guys can't come on the tour. You know what I mean? So that was like devastating. Dude. Yeah. That had to suck, man. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, 
I don't want to get into everybody's personal like medical stuff or whatever, but it's just like, you know, people, I, I, you know, stick to your guns, man. Do what you feel is right for you, man. Yeah. I wasn't even like that though. To be honest, I would have done whatever had to happen to go on the tour. I just was not informed. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I just want to go on the tour and then no one informed me. And then they like, they were just kind of like, ah, whatever. And when it was like, let bygones be bygones, you know what I mean? Whatever. And then now, um, you know, so then that, that you guys weren't able to go on that tour, but everybody's pretty much like loosened up a lot of, uh, yeah, you no know, one's. That, yeah, they're not stuff. tripping about it anymore. Like none of the festivals or nothing. Like I remember to play a lot of the festivals, you'd have to have your card, you know, to do any of that or whatever. Yeah. Um, no one, no one says anything really anymore, for sure. And so you guys got to do that that fest with with Slipknot. Yeah, we but, did that uh, this year, and then we just played a couple shows. That's pretty much all we did. A uh, Power Man Five Thousand. We did like a little run with them. Gotcha. And then so. uh since everything's open back up, what any other tours you've already done or just? Oh, yeah. Before that, yeah, we went out by ourselves a couple of times. That was just this year. And this year is like the slowest year we've had since the band started touring. And that's because we literally we made three music videos. We're about to make a fourth one. And uh, we spent a lot of our time uh, making sure that our content was better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome, dude. Well, um, like before we get ready to wrap up, I want to ask you a couple questions that I normally ask uh, guests that I have on. Yeah. Um, like we've already talked about, you know, some of your earlier influences, but who would you say today are your top three musical artists? Uh, I honestly, Falling in Reverse is really good. Like their new stuff is really good. I like Ronnie Radke, uh you know what I mean? He played that show with Slipknot too. He was the that was the show where he tripped out. I don't know if you've seen that. Remember how he like uh I don't know which he, one. He seems to be tripping out at a few of them. Nah, he'd be but, tripping for sure. He'd be Yeah. I mean, head. I got nothing but like love and respect because he just doesn't give a fuck, you know. He doesn't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. So you know, so he ain't worried about being canceled. He's like cancelless, nah. but, but good yeah, for him, man. Me. Yeah, cancel me. But uh, I'd have to say uh, Falling in Reverse for, like, a new band. I like Beartooth a lot. Um, yeah, they're Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. There's another band I've been listening to, like, religiously. You want to know what? I'm going to have to go with Pucifer, dude. The new Pucifer, oh, yeah. dude. It's so ridiculous, dude. Like, And I, like, I seen it, and me and my friend ate a bunch of mushrooms, and I swear to you, like, every time I listen to it, I'm just like – man, I remember that day, dude. Like, I fucking love Pucifer, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, such a vibe, dude. Like, it's so crazy. Did you see them on the most recent tour or, like, one back in the day? They played a rock fest. Like, I'm talking okay. about this year. Dude, I've never okay. listened to Pucifer in my life. I okay. knew who they were because their original, like, drummer or the drummer that, you know, tracked with them was, like, Gil Sharon, and I did a tour with him. And like he told me he was in that band, and I was like, "Oh, cool, Maniard. You know, I know Tool, whatever." But I'd never listened to him. And then we went and seen him at Rockfest, dude. And it was like the lights and everything. And me and my buddy were literally like just ate a bunch of mushrooms. And I was just like, "Dude, I fucking love this right now. Like, this is so <laughs> epic, dude. Like, you know what I mean?" And so yeah. I've just kind of been locked in on them a little bit. Nice, nice. Yeah, they put on a good show. Um, and then. Uh, what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? Uh, I just want to say basic math or whatever. I want to say math. I don't know what's the final subject. What is it like uh, algebra or it's like algebra three or something like that. I don't even think you need that class, but I mean, I know you need it yeah. to graduate. I just think that math's the most important um obviously you got to be able to read and everything too but i think you can get through this world with a little bit of street smarts and if you're good at numbers i think you can like pay your way through life exactly and like you can't depend on the cell phone because if like electronics go down man you got to be able to count yeah for sure yeah you're done figure it out and like i'm seeing that more and more like you go you know and now we're going to like you know the the uh self self service uh you know check cashiers or whatever 
you know, because it's like they realize that people don't, they don't need people, but it's like once, once shit goes down, it's like, what are you going to do, man? I don't know. It's, it's just weird. We need jobs though. That's what's crazy. It's like, they're limiting the jobs more and more for people by, you know what I mean? That's why I'm like, dude, what do you guys, I always think that like, when I go to the grocery store, I still try to go through the checkout line with a person, not because yeah, of that. I feel more comfortable. I swear to you. Like I'm always like, eh, yeah, and I'm supporting that, giving that person job security, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, um, who are three people who've inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today? I have to say my mom, uh, my dad and, um, well, how about I just keep my parents as one. My parents are one. You know what I mean? And then yeah. uh, I'd have to say that who's helped me through my music career the most has been uh, Brandon Paredes and uh, Marlon Sorrentino, for sure. Nice. And then um, what is uh, any any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Um, I'm trying to think kind of stay out of everything you know what i mean i, I try not to have a, an opinion on anything but uh um but i mean is there like any like mental health things you support or any like you know like oh uh, yeah like uh are you talking about like make donations though or just like believe in strongly uh yeah like any like any uh well even if you don't make donations to it but you believe like in like Hey, we should do more for this cause or whatever. It doesn't have to be like a political thing or anything, you know? I'd say autism. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And then, um, favorite toy as a child? Oh, man. Ninja Turtles, bro. <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> dude, love Ninja Turtles. Have you seen the new movie? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's epic. It's so good. Ice Cube's the bad guy in it. It's so funny. It's like a cartoon oh. movie, but it, I had to see it with my kids, but it was epic. Oh, yeah, nice. Check that out. And then uh, any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? I just want to say thanks, you know what I mean, and be safe out there. Awesome. Well, uh, man, Kyle, it's been cool uh, talking with you. and uh, Yeah, pleasure. You know. Uh, hearing more about everything that you guys are up to and then getting that mushroom head connection in there, you know, uh, but uh, if uh, any of the audience is like new to hearing about you guys and wants to like know more and check you guys out, where would you send them? Uh, Lydia can't breathe.com. And that way you got a link to all your socials, but if they're more comfortable with any of the socials, we're pretty much on everything. We suck at TikTok, but other than that, we post pretty yeah, much. Too. Yeah. Twitter's kind of hard. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha, man. Well, man, thanks, Kyle. I really appreciate the time, dude. It was really good talking. Yeah, respect, you. man. I appreciate you and all your listeners. Thank you so much, man.
Once again, to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, domaincle.com or todaysboondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. 
please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into Today's Boondoggle.